Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Makes the catch at the 30. Makes the man miss at the 35. He's at the 45. Runs away from the defender. He's at the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown from the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. And we'll have previews of other games airing from Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Now, from the stadium, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. Welcome to Kent Memorial Stadium on the campus of Shemokin Area High School. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors. But Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. Steve Briggs will join me shortly. This afternoon, the 0-2 Seals try again to get their first win of the season, this time against the 1-1 Shemokin Indians. The Indians opened the season with a win over Lewisburg before falling to Central Mountain in a shootout a week ago. In 32 career games, the Seals lead the all-time series 21-11. to The Seals have won eight of the last nine games against the Indians, played at Kemp Memorial Stadium. Since head coach Henry Anowski took over for Schmokin program in 2018, the Indians have gone 3-2 and two versus the Seals. This will be the fourth time in nine games that this, these two teams will meet, including three times a year ago in the unique COVID-affected schedule. As I bring in SU Hall of Fame coach Steve Briggs into the conversation, the Seals scored their first touchdown last week against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It came on a Tucker Teats 23-yard touchdown run. The defense held the Bulldogs' high-powered offense at just nine points in the loss. Boy, I tell you, they'll all look better from week one to week two, especially with the energy and the enthusiasm from this ball club. Pat, what did we speak of last week? The good football teams make that adjustment week one to week two. I think Seals Grove definitely did. The strength of this football team is still the, the defense. and uh, But to shut down... That football team, which we saw last night, actually beat uh, Montoursville, and they're still undefeated. Um, to shut them down as they did, you know, that was the key to that whole uh, going last week. But again, the, the, end, the ultimate result is let's win this football game. And, and that's where we are. And it's going to have to be on the offensive side. The Seals offense you, using the combo running back attack of senior Brandon Heil and sophomore Tucker Teets, while Howell's leading all rushers in 2021 with 108 yards on 26 carries. As this dynamic gets better, it will better support the growth of this passing game and what we've already seen, the growth in sophomore quarterback Mark Pastor. Mark stuck, stood up last week. Uh, I think you saw that, just what I just mentioned about week one to week two. He's a sophomore. He's still very young. He's still, I mean, you're talking plays and quarters that this kid's got under his belt as far as experience. They did, uh, the offense did a lot with Mark that they didn't do the week before. Some with formations, but he got success, and he got success on early downs throwing the football. And I think that's key. It's confidence. It's confidence every time he steps on the on the field. And, and this will be a great challenge this week. As we see the Seals warming up in their all-white uniforms, Pastor warming up with offensive coordinator Mike Ferraro. 
as these teams getting ready to try to get their first win of the season. The one thing that hurts the offense, last week the Seals suffered seven penalties for 56 yards and now have committed 13 penalties in two games for 86 yards. The impact on the offense is very significant. So what is the mindset as you're trying to reduce the amount of penalties so that this offense can benefit from what we've seen them in terms of improvement? Pat, it's focus, okay? Um, it's like any comp- anytime you compete, right? S- stay focused. What you've got to do is really, really uh, put these kids in that situation in practice where, you know, throw some adversity at them and see how they handle that. Anytime things don't go well, start with fundamentals. And that starts from breaking the huddle to the cadence to making calls on offense and defense, and all that goes into play, especially when you you seem to have some uh, uh, procedure and motion penalties, that type of thing, early in the season. So I think that's what they did. Um, They certainly showed that from week one to week two. Week two to week three, another challenge. Get rid of the penalties, allow this offense to continue to grow, work down the field, not taking away any of the momentum that you're building up as you're moving the ball down the field. One thing to mention from the offensive side, too, is uh, uh, Hunter uh, Grove um, has uh, gotten the uh, cast off his hand, so he is warming up as a receiver. He has not done that in the week. Uh, the first two weeks, of course, because of the broken hand that he had suffered. But it's great to see he provides some size, some senior leadership. And, again, we're talking about Connor Grove at 6'1", 168 pounds. See if he can add some spark in the passing attack for the Seals Grove Seals offense. Speaking of the Seals offense, they'll continue to look to senior Nate Almond, who finished the Jersey Shore game with six catches, 61 yards, and he now has matched his 2020 output with nine receptions. Number four is definitely the favorite target of sophomore quarterback Mark Pastor. He's a player. He's one of the ones that are on the field, you know, offense, defense, uh, get the ball, get the get the ball in his hands and it looks I just looked up right now in pregame and that's exactly what they were doing. Um, but you you mentioned Connor Grove. I think Connor Grove just being out there is going to present some challenges for Shimoke. As you know, just putting an athlete of that size and that caliber out there, they've got to defend him. Shimokin has shown some man coverage, quite a bit of man coverage, and I think that's going to come into play. Definitely Almond, but if we can get uh, the Seals can get Connor Grove going, that's a, there's another attack. You have to see whether they try to go with more in wideouts in the formations, maybe go four or possibly five with honor adding Connor Grove into the mix. And also you got the freshman Gavin Bastian, who's played the receiver six foot, 180 pounds. And also to see if now with uh, Tucker Teets coming on as a sophomore running back, it allows athlete like Brandon Heil to be able to split out as well. So we'll be curious to see if that is a formation we see a little more of. Because like you said, Chimokin goes to that man-to-man. They'll go with no safety, line everybody up at five, six, seven yards at the line of scrimmage. So it may open an opportunity for this team to be able to expose downfield a little bit more. We'll talk more about the Seals and the Chimokin Indians during Seals game day. We'll put the final work on last week's game recap three games from a year ago as Seals Grove had to take on Chimokin or down potential starters for both teams and hear from head coach Derek Hicks. All part of the all part of Seals game day driven by Sunburn Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. 
before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team. Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag service humbles work your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road in Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. No heat? Better call McCreary. Furnace is broke. Better call McCreary. Boiler not boiling? Better call McCreary. Heat pump tune-up for winter. Already? Yep, already. Better call McCreary. Service repair installations. Call us, because we're the best. McCreary's HVAC. Oh, and even R for refrigeration. Better call McCreary's. Call 570-473-8815 or on that device of yours, McCreary'sHVACInc.com. Better call McCreary's. Seals Girls Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company. Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs, Zach Showers, Rick Erdman, our producer back at the studio. And make sure at the kickoff time you tune in. we got uh, our YouTube channel, Sunbury or SBC Sports Live YouTube channel to be able to see the video side of the ball game here tonight. You're going to see beautiful Field, beautiful setup here, beautiful day for a high school football game. No, we couldn't get this one going last night, but to have a game on a Saturday afternoon, couldn't ask for better weather. So if you're making your way out, get ready for a warm, nice day here at Kemp Memorial Stadium. Put the final word on last week's game as Seals Grove fell to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 9-7. to Seals Grove would get on the board first on a Tucker Teats 23-yard touchdown run. That came with 5.26 to go in the second quarter completing five plays, going 41 yards, took two minutes and 29 seconds. The extra point by Young was good, and Seals Grove led 7-0. That would be the score at the end of the first half, 7-0 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. We moved into the third quarter, and the lone touchdown by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs would come on a Hayden Packer one-yard run. That came with 8.46 to go in the third. That's also completed a five-play drive, but only 18 yards. Took one minute and 28 seconds, but the extra point was no good. Seals Grove hung on to a one-point lead, leading 7-6. to six. That would be the score at the end of the third quarter. We move into the fourth quarter with 7.26 to go in the game. Breck Miller for Jersey Shore would kick a 23-yard field goal, which completed an eight-play drive, only covering 23 yards, but that would be the difference as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs would escape Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium with a 9-7 win over the Sealers Grove Seals. Again, Seals coming at 0-2, smoking at 1-1, which leads to a big issue here. Pottsville, two touchdowns, came on short field. Last week against Jersey Shore, 18-yard drive and a 23-yard drive. Actually, the longest drive of the game was from 41 yards for the Seals. But, again, you're talking about four scores that Seals Grove has given up. They've all been on short fields. That's got to be taken away because you're asking a lot of this defense already, but to do it on short fields is, is asking huge of this team. The other side of that equation, Pat, 
how many stops did the Seals get in the red zone? Which I think, at least Pottsville, I think it was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, short field against this team, which th- that team, uh, Jersey Shore, which had explosive players everywhere. Again, most of that was set up by, by mistake somewhere, uh, either snap here and there, fumble, the penalties you already touched on. But those are the things they have to correct, especially this week against a very, very physical Shemokin team. Uh, Shemokin doesn't do a lot uh, based on what I've seen on film, but they probably could have, should have, would have beaten Lewisburg, tight game, mm-hmm. in the rain. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't in the rain. It was a Saturday like yep. this. My apologies. But last week, uh, losing a tight one back and forth, how many times did they have opportunities to, to win that one? So this is a good football team. I also put Seals Grove in that category. Don't look at the, the, the scores. Don't look at the records. Get out there and play one play at a time. Let the scoreboard take care of itself. There you go. And that's what they're going to look to do here tonight to get some offense going and take care of the scoreboard, which is the most important part in any competition. You talked about the Shemokin Indians against the Lewisburg Green Dragons. They did win that one 6-3, but they lost last week at a shootout to Central Mountain 35-34. After today, they will take on Nanico. Then they have Mifflinburg, Jersey Shore, Chickalimmy, Milton, Danville before the Shemokin Indians wrap up the 2021 regular season against the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. In the last five years, the Shemokin Indians sit at 16 and 36. They were five and four a year ago in 2019, three and eight. In Henry Hanoski's first year, they went six and six. And two years prior to that, they finished up at one and nine both seasons. Offensively, 20 points per game for the Shemokin Indians. In the passing department, only 47 yards per game. They had no passing yards in their first game, but it's worth mentioning that Nye did not play in that opening game for the Shemokin Indians. In the rushing department, that's where they rely on. 251 yards per game. They have one passing touchdown, five rushing touchdowns. They've thrown one interceptions and had four fumbles. On their third downs, they've had 33 uh, first downs, but uh, only 13 point or uh, yeah, 13.5 first downs per game. So they're putting up a lot of first downs in that rushing department. They have struggled from the penalty side of things, have the Shemokin Indians. On the defensive side, giving up 16 points per game, 101 yards of passing per game. In the rushing department, giving up 130 yards. They've given up two touchdown passes and three rushing touchdowns. That all came last week against the Central Mountain Wildcats. They have an interception and a fumble recovery to their credit. For the Seals Grove Seals, after t- today, they'll take on the Berwick Bulldogs, and then they'll be at Muhlenberg. Then they'll take on Shikalimi at home in the uh, Rally in the Valley game between the Braves and the Seals. They'll be at Central Mountain. Take on Central Columbia Southern, both at home, before they finish up the regular season at Montoursville. Seals Grove, in the last five years, they are 35-23. and 23. Last year, 4-4. Four and four. 2019, seven and five. 2018, just five and seven. They finished up the 2017 season, eleven and three. In 2016, they were eight and four. Look at the scoring for the Seals: just 3.5 points per game. Rushing department: 61 carries for just 166 yards. That's 74 yards per game. They've only had one rushing touchdowns. They've had no passing touchdowns in the past 11 games. Looking to light that or change that here tonight or today for Mark Pastor. But when you go 11 games without scoring a passing touchdowns, 
you'll see, and we saw it on film, you'll see how teams will adjust their defense approach. And Shemokin, you've talked about it, and I'll let you elaborate a little bit how they approach from uh, going man-to-man and bringing everybody up to the line of scrimmage. Pat, Shemokin looks to be uh, a straight 3-4 defense. The old-timers used to call it a (laughs) 5-2. You're playing with numbers. But basically, they're an aggressive attack defense. Looks like terrific athletes at the linebacker spot stout kids up front but their secondary is very athletic and i think they want to play that way meaning get seven eight people in the box play some man coverage across the way they did that against uh uh, central mountain last week and central mountains coming out with four wides five wides in a couple spots and they're adjusting linebackers but still playing man coverage it's going to be very interesting to see if they change because as you just mentioned with the stats seals grove hasn't shown uh uh shall we say a frightening passing attack Mm -hmm. so we're going to see uh people in the box and we're going to see man coverage uh how well seals grove takes advantage of that i think they can um will will determine a lot today you talk about central mountain a week ago they lost 35 34 they gave up those 35 points on 138 yards passing 245 yards rushing they gave up five touchdowns two through through the air and three on the ground they did uh, recover a fumble they gave up 17 first downs a week ago against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Central Mountain Wildcat quarterback went 10 for 19 for 97 yards and a touchdown, but he rushed 13 times for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Also, they gave up uh, 97 yards to Pence on 11 carries and a touchdown run for the uh, Central Mount Wildcats a week ago against the Smoky Indians. So, like you said, be curious to see how they approach it. Seals Grove hasn't shown the ability that Central Mountain did a week ago in terms of the passing department, but it'll be a great challenge for the Seals Grove offense that they continue to try to grow and gain footing in the passing game. Come back. We got a lot more to talk about. Look at the potential starters for tonight's game as both teams going through their pregame warm-ups, smoking in their all-purple helmets, jersey, and pants on a beautiful afternoon here at Kemp Memorial Stadium. We'll continue with Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Growing up in the construction business, my dad always taught us that quality wasn't just a word that you throw around. It was a way of life. When you choose quality, you'll get what you pay for. That's how I've always felt working with Glicks here in central Pennsylvania. The garage doors they offer are high quality and their installers do a fantastic job. If you're looking for a quality garage door, then Glicks should be your first call. I'm Todd Ross and I'm happy to recommend Glicks. WNL Subaru as they celebrate Labor Day and fair savings all month long. We have hundreds of vehicles arriving this month, so be sure to stop in or check out our website for availability. Take advantage of great savings and financing rates as low as 0.9% on select 2021 models and reserve your new Subaru today. We're off Route 11 in Northumberland and we'll be on C Avenue during the Bloomsburg Fair where you can check out the new 2022 models and register to win a WNL tailgate package. Details at WNLSubaru.com. Financing is for well-qualified applicants and ends 9-30-21. 
Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien, Steve Briggs, Zach Showers here at Kemp Memorial Stadium. Again, both teams going through the pregame warm-ups. Captains meet prior to the kickoff as they go through the the find out who's going to win the toss and kick last week is worth mentioning. You said it right from the top when I asked you, you know, do you take the ball first against a high power Jersey Shore offense or do you uh, defer to the second half? And you said 99% of the times you defer. Seals score won that battle early on. It really paid dividends as that game went along. And with it being just a 9-7 game, it was great to get the, get the ball in the second half to start things for the Seals. Pat, I always think that getting the ball in the second half, hopefully with a with a lead, which the Seals did a week ago, but you you then have everything so-called in your pocket, in the palm of your hand, of what you're seeing out there on both sides of the ball in the kicking game. Beginning of the game, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have found through my experiences, and you're seeing at, at every level of football, that you defer. If you, you get that opportunity with a strong defense, and that, I think that's part of the equation, which obviously Seals Grove does, and um, get a stop, get the ball midfield, and, and you're in pretty good shape. Starting out the second half, like I said, with a, a lead is always something you're hoping to do, um, mm-hmm. and they did last week. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, th- there's no, shall we say, natural factors with rain, wind, or what have you. We've got a sun factor maybe today. Yeah. Um, but that's how uh, – that's – that's typically how football nowadays is, is happening. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on see whether Seals will get an opportunity to do the same as they did a week ago to defer to the second half. Well, Seals Grove played Shemokin three times last year in a unique season for both these teams. In the week three matchup, Shemokin opened up the score in the first quarter of the Max Madden touchdown run. Then they added to their lead with two block punts. One was recovered for a touchdown. The other went out of the back of the end zone for a safety. The Seals' defense did not allow any second-half points, but their offense could not generate anything against Shemokin defense, rushing for just 11 yards on 17 carries. Corey Bastian attempted 30 passes but completed just nine of them, dropping the contest 16 to nothing. In the regular season finale, week seven here at Kemp Memorial Stadium, it would be the Seals that would come out on top as they did just enough to dominate in a route to 20-7 to victory. T. Hoover scored on a 35-yard touchdown run while Heil and Bastion each added rushing touchdowns. Nate Schoen had four tackles for loss, including a sack, helping to limit smoke into under 200 yards of total offense. And the district playoff game to open up districts the seals could not get much offense going smoker was able to just get enough to defend seals grove or defeat seals grove 15 nothing brandon heil had a nice rushing the ball he just short of 100 yards the seals were not able to complete a pass all night max madden that name you'll hear a lot today rushed 35 times for 199 yards and two touchdowns as the defense had no answer for Max Madden. So that takes me right into your, you know, you saw Max Madden play. You saw him on film, and uh, he's a tough kid who's not going to shy away from contact, and he's got a little wiggle to him. Yes, he does. He's good. He's good, and I think the difference from with Shemokin's situation from week one to week two was they had Nye come back at quarterback, and that's a big, strong kid, 6'2", right around 200 pounds, um, moves well, obviously is a leader, um, and then, of course, with 34, uh, Max Madden right behind him. 
The interesting thing with Shemokin's offense, Pat, is they're doing some wing T sets, okay. but some power game in that. And I think that's the history of, of uh, Henry Hynoski, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Henry coming from Southern, playing at Southern, and then going to Pitt and then certainly playing in the league for, for the Giants where the NFL run game with a fullback, which he was, is a power game. They have a lot of power running uh, uh philosophy to their to their attack but again nice there he can throw the football who he was not didn't play at all against lewisburg well you're looking at uh, max madden on the season 55 carries 339 yards four touchdowns he's averaging 6.1 yards per rush on the season he's averaging 27 carries 169.5 yards and two touchdowns and the three games against the seals last year He's not shy to uh, carry the load. 23 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown in week three. In the season finale, just 14 carries, but did have 96 yards and a long touchdown run. And then in a playoff game, 35 carries, 199 yards, two touchdowns. So when you look at those totals in just those three games, 72 carries, 384 yards, four touchdowns for Max Madden against the Seals Grove Seals. I would say he's looking forward to this matchup. I would say he likes to play against Seals. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can change that philosophy or change the feel for Max Madden today as he'll take on a very good Seals Grove defense. We're going to step aside, get ready to come back. We're going to hear from head coach Derek Hicks as he sat down with our stat man, Zach Showers. All that will continue as we continue with Seals game day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. That's a touchdown good for four points. Huh? They're going to mark off this penalty at least 112 yards. What is going on? Numbers matter, and they matter most when it comes to your money and income taxes. I'm Bill Booker, CPA, and I'm in my second decade of serving clients in the Seals Grove area. Please visit me for all of your personal and business income tax needs. My office, William D. Booker, CPA, is located at 530 South Market Street. I look forward to assisting you. As a proud Seals Grove parent and resident, I want to wish good luck to all of the Seals Grove Seals and Susquehanna River Hawk sports teams. This is Will Marks, General Manager at Murray Motors Chevrolet. We are coming off our best-selling season ever. Why? Because we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best selection of custom trucks, sports cars, and new inventory arriving daily. We're the only dealer to offer a lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. So let's set it straight. We are the best price and best warranty, period. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Sealands Grove, or on Online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Okay, Anthony, we got a busy day again today. Let's get moving. Ma, I know. Orders for our famous Italian subs, our brujuto paninis, and a ton of cannolis have to be made. Ma, I know. If you know, then you got to get moving. Our customers count on us to bring them our authentic Italian experience. I know, Ma. Our Lewisburg Deli brings a piece of Brooklyn to the valley. I got it, Ma. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got it, Anthony, then start working before I show you a piece of Brooklyn. I'm Noah from the Lewisburg Deli Contestant on Market Street in downtown Lewisburg. We're Mary Lynn. Anthony and I will treat you like family to serve you our authentic Italian foods. Visit us at lewisburgdelicatessen.com and on our Facebook page. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Ego 107 and Ego107.com. I'm Zach Showers and we welcome Coach Hicks. So, Coach, last week against Jersey Shore, 
heck of a game. Um, great high school football game to watch. Um, fell a little bit short, but played pretty tough. What were your general thoughts about uh, how Seals Grove did last week against Shore? Uh, I think you hit it. We played played pretty tough, but uh, just couldn't quite come up with that play to win the game. But uh, you know, offensively, I thought we improved. We played a much better defense than Pottsville had, and we did have success at times moving the ball. Uh, and defensively, same deal. You know, Jersey Shore's offense, I think, is better than what we saw in week one. Uh, and we, uh, you know, to the kids' credit, we jumped into a 3-4, uh, being without our middle linebacker. So we kind of let Logan Heil be the free runner. And uh, th- those guys picked it up and practiced it all week and executed it perfectly Friday night. Yeah, talk a little bit about what Hyle was able to do last week for your defense. Uh, yeah, he made, I, I don't know what his stat line was, but he was around the ball constantly, and that was just a matter of, uh, you know, having him be that rover and, uh, you know, being able to jump around the field and based on formation and the call that we made. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the way we lined up, he's not accounted for in a blocking scheme. And uh, even when he was, he was able to fight off blocks and get himself to the football. Does having some guys like Parody, Crossin, Teets stepping up, did that make a big difference and allow that to happen? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. We need, uh, you know, you're pulling Brandon away from being a starting outside linebacker, and uh, that, that's where Tucker came in and uh, was able to do a nice job for us on the outside. And inside, when you lose a Logan Oath out, you need, uh, you know, Garrett Parody stepped up. That we're, we're jokingly calling him Bobby Boucher because he just kind of <laughs> runs around and runs into things and, and ends up making plays for us. So he, he's another one that... Yeah, early on, I, I thought he'd come along, but he stepped up early, and, and he's doing a great job for us. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Uh, flipping to the offensive side of the ball, uh, talk a little bit about the improvement that Mark Pastor showed from week one to week two. Uh, I think the big thing was timing. You know, um, he, against Jersey Shore, they're bringing, a, a lot of times, bringing seven guys, and uh, their, their goal is to put pressure on the quarterback. you got to get the ball out. And uh, for the most part, he did that. You know, he, he was catching and throwing. And uh, his timing was good. Once or twice, you know, the, the read might have been wrong. But all in all, for a sophomore quarterback against that defense, uh, you know, he, he made great gains from week one. Moving on to Shemokin a little bit. Uh, have you ever played a team four times in nine games before? No. You know, everybody talks <laughs> about playing Jersey Shore twice a year. This is a first. Um, uh, you know, see them three times last year and now week three this year. And, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly familiar. They're familiar with us. And, uh, you know, you watch the film and it's like everything they do. It, yep, saw that last year. Remember that. So they haven't changed a whole lot. Uh, defensively, they're a lot like Jersey Shore. They're going to go cover zero. They're going to they're going to try and bring seven and get pressure on you, force you to get the ball out quick. And uh, offensively, they've shown three different looks this year. They've shown a, a power eye. Um, they've shown some spread and then some uh, single wing and wing T type stuff. So, you know, we we're, we're kind of preparing for all three of those looks, and we'll see what they give us. Is it is it easier or more difficult to game plan against a team like this when you've faced them so often lately? 
Um, you know, for me, I think it's easier just because you have so much data and the tendency reports and uh, the amount of film that we can show the kids based on formation, what they're going to see. Um, you know, so the, you, you can almost overanalyze it if you're not careful. Uh, but for me, you know, I, I'm a data guy. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a tendency guy. So I like seeing uh, four films worth of uh, numbers from, like you said, in the last nine games. Speaking of Shimoka, what what has Coach Hynoski brought to Shimoka that's really improved their team the last few years? Uh, I think the biggest thing is a little bit of an edge. You know, they Shimokans. You go back years ago, they were a tough football team, and uh, that that kind of faded. I think a little bit for uh, you know 2010s early on uh, and since he's been there you know you, you look at their linebackers you look at a guy like Max Madden playing back or running the ball um, and, and they're just hard-nosed which is kind of what you expect out of the Cole region teams. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Uh, one guy that you brought up was Max Madden and watching him on film the past few years and uh, in person uh, how important it is, is it going to be to contain him this week? Uh, it's huge. I mean, you look at last year um, in the playoff game, you know, we bottled him up, bottled him up, and then had one breakdown, and he, he popped off like a 50-60 yard run. Uh, and, and that's what we can't allow to happen. He runs hard. We've got to continue like we did last week, rally to the football, uh, try and get 11 blue jerseys, well, white jerseys this week, 11 <laughs> white jerseys around him. Uh, you know, you, you give him too many one-on-one looks he's too good of an athlete and too hard of a runner at some point he's going to make a play Derek thank you for your time uh, good luck today this has been the Derek Hicks pregame show we'll go back to the booth with more from Pat and Coach Briggs as part of Seals Game Day brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any newer used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza for delivery. Well, stop flapping your jaw. Tell me what you want there. Cupcake? Cupcake? No, I, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza and Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374-2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company or Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Remember, 
You're going to catch the live video on our YouTube channel, SBC Sports Live on YouTube. That'll be right as we get started to open the game here, pregame here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. But, again, you'll catch all the video. And we just heard from the Almond family. Really enjoy that coverage for people at home. So right now we have the national anthem. Not sure if you're going to be able to hear it here. So we're going to take our last break, and then we're going to ready for the opening kickoff between the Seals and the Shemokin Indians here from Kemp Memorial Stadium. National anthem, get ready to start. We're going to take a break. Come back. This is Seals football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. In an average lifetime, we have 7 to 10 major events. We buy our first car, rent or buy our first home, get married, start a business, have children, A child starts driving, and we retire. But life is not always average or predictable. For all of life's events, common or exceptional, Sholly Insurance Agency is here to help. Family-owned and operated in Lewisburg, Sholly Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits. Through best-in-class carriers like Grange Insurance, Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at SholleyAgency.com. Are you looking for a job? Join and team with over 40 years of experience. Truck and Trailer Sales of Seals Grove, the largest tractor-trailer dealership in the region, has immediate openings for truck drivers for commercial trucks. A CDL is a must, or they will train the right person. Please apply in person at Truck and Trailer Sales, 1273 South Market Street, Seals Grove, or call 570-374-1114. Make your decision an excellent choice. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service humbles work your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road in Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummels Wharf. State and service fees apply. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Try their burgers and sandwiches, chicken baskets, and meal deals. And fall's favorite pies are in pumpkin and pecan pie Blizzard treats. Tell the whole stadium, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for the kickoff of tonight's Seals game. Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 is sponsored by Blaze Alexander Ford, Tri-County Tag, Bill Booker CPA, Sealands Grove Ford, Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, Truck and Trailer Sales, Zimmerman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck, Shemokin Dam Health Center, Sholly Insurance Agency, Murray Motors, Carpet Man, Glick Incorporated, WNL Subaru, McCreary's HVAC, Dairy Queen, Blaze Alexander Nissan, and Bella's Pizza. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. As we just heard the national anthem, let's us sit back and think of across our country today, Americans come together in service and remembrance of 9-11. The Eagle 107 broadcast team also joins in remembrance of nearly 3,000 lives taken in terror attacks. We honor the courage of those who put themselves in harm's way to save people they never knew. We come together in gratitude and strength that has fortified us these last 20 years. And we renew our love and strength that binds us together 
as one American family. This is Eagle 107's coverage of the SEALs on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Steve, we just heard a national anthem here, obviously on this very special day, remembrance of 20 years ago, and what a beautiful rendition it was of the national anthem. Pat, I have to give a shout-out. Obviously, this hits hard with a lot of people. It hits especially hard to me and and a lot of the Susquehanna people. I lost... uh, Chris Vialonga, uh, Chris was a standout offensive lineman for us, one of the first guys I recruited to Susquehanna. He was in the, in Tower 1, and um, he perished along with uh, Colleen Sapinski, another former Susquehanna athlete, was a track and field athlete. She perished in the second tower, um, and it's, a, it's an incredible feeling. I, I thought about it this morning. Um, tough day as we continue to hear just amazing singing on this very special and remembrance of the 9-11 20 years ago just taking a moment here to continue to hear just a great pierce here at Cap Memorial Stadium to reflect back on what happened 20 years ago here on American soil. Again, here at Eagle 107, we reflect in remembrance of all those lost their lives, nearly 3,000 people 20 years ago. We're now standing and taking a moment of silence. move through the broadcast here getting ready for the opening kickoff between the smoking indians and the seals grove seals we take a look at probable starters here tonight first or this afternoon first for the smoking indians quarterback brett nye number 15 in the backfield you'll see tyler weary and also the one we've highlighted throughout the pregame show it's max madden number 34 up front kitchen kodak mccluso Wolf and Zalar for the Schmokin Indians, the tight end, Hockenbrock, and the wide receiver, Pencil, and Corey Adams, number 30. They'll have different guys switch in and out, but those are the probable starters we had for the Schmokin Indian offense on the defensive side. Up front, the defensive ends, Kodak and Kitchen. The nose tackle is Brock Nye, number 72. Linebackers, Weary and Frosch. 
and also Adams and Hockenbrock. The defensive backs, Wisdom Artist Jones and Chase Pencil, number eight. The safeties, Knowledge Artist Jones, number six, and Colin Cedar, number five for the Smokin Indians. For the Seals, Grove Seals, quarterback, sophomore, number eight, Mark Pastor. In the backfield, you'll see a mixture of guys, but we have Ethan Miller, or it could be Logan Althout as well as he comes back after not playing a week ago. Also, in the backfield, you may see Corey Rumberger. The, the running backs, Brandon Heil and Tucker Teets, they've added a little dynamic duo there with Brandon Heil being the senior, and Tucker Teets has the lone score on the year for the Seals Grove Seals, number three. Up front, number 61, Ryan Straub, Rothermo, Catherman, Maurer. We did hear that Melhorn will not be playing here tonight, so we're going to have to get a game-time decision who will be filling in for uh, Melhorn today against the Schmokin Indians. Rounding out the wide receiving core will be Nate Allmitt, Gavin Bastion, but also, as we talked about, Connor Grove has gotten his cast off. You'll see him in the mix as well from the wide receiver standpoint. The tight end, Stephen Miller, number 43. On the defensive side for the Seals, Grove Steals, the defensive end, Stephen Miller and Max Maurer. The nose guard, Ethan Miller. The linebackers on the outside will be Brandon Heil and also Tristan Crossan. The inside linebackers, Rothamel, Teets, and Rumberger. Also, we're thinking we'll see some more from Logan Othout. The defensive backs, Connor Grove. Nate Allmitt with the safety is Teague Hoover. As we talk about those defenses, on the defensive side, one guy that we know has uh, just had a tremendous start to his 2021 season, that's Brandon Heil. Something worth mentioning, you talked about they were lining it up and he was unguarded. He yeah. was Talk a little bit more about his attack and yeah, what we, we see from him. Seals Grove's typically a, a 3-5 defense, and, and do the numbers, okay? <laughs> you got three linebackers. Against um, Jersey Shore last week, which I think was a brilliant move, I think Brandon is one of the top defensive players in the area, and uh, I, I thought uh, Coach Hicks and the staff did a fabulous job of moving him everywhere. It, they moved him back behind the linebackers a little bit, uh, the technical term we used to call that is a star position. A lot of times you saw that um, through history when teams were playing a wishbone attack. It would have that linebacker was just beyond the linebackers but in front of the safeties. Well, you can't get to him. Okay. He's unblocked. Okay. He's covered up wherever he goes. And and then, uh, I mean, he actually dropped... Uh, in the center of the field on a couple of occasions in passing sets, and one of them he picked off. Um, that was uh, a technique that a lot of times is called Tampa 2 okay. for the linebacker. Yep, you just drop him right in the center of the field. Uh, so they played him there, and then he played him in his natural position in the outside linebacker uh, uh, spot. So it'll be interesting to see what, where they use him today. But, he, you know, he's a player. He goes, He runs well. He's a big, solid kid. Um, heady kid, and I think um, using him that way w- was a brilliant move last week. Well, you look at them defensively for the Seals, Grove Seals, as you mentioned, Heil, 30 tackles he's involved in. Rumberger, 25, and the safety, Hoover, with 21 tackles. Tackles for loss, Stephen Miller has six on the season. Interception, Brandon Howe has the one. Holtz Apple, number 22, has the lone fumble recovery. Worth mentioning, too, from a special team standpoint, Carter Young came in to do the punting. He's averaging 31.9 yards a punt and some in very diverse or very uh, high-level intense moments for this young kid. Actually had to take one off the turf and get it away from a coach's standpoint. 
you added in the element of what, what catch and kick or what, yeah. what was that you know that, you were talking when, about that's when the field shrinks and you don't have a lot of room you, you know typically you're at 13 to 15 yards when you're back there punting one i, I counted last week uh, i looked at at zach over here i think he was at seven yards so basically everything's condensed you just you don't have time to worry about it you just you just catch and kick so and he did that very well he he did did that very well well to get it out of there like you said under very intense moments um you know for uh young the punter both teams are taking the field getting ready to open this one up again you can check us out also when we start game time you're going to check out the video on our sbc sports live YouTube channel. Over the past 11 games, Seals Grove has not thrown a touchdown pass, hoping to break out here tonight. Also, Seals surpassed double-digit first downs last week with 11 for the first time since week 5 versus Schick when they had 11 in the 2020 season. In the last 10 games, Seals defense has allowed 100-yard plus passer only two times in the last 10 games. Points for Seals Grove, 11.2. And points given up of 10.9. Again, this is in the last 10 games. They also allowed 15 offensive touchdowns, 10 rushing and 5 passing in the last 10 games. Impressive on the defensive side for Seals Grove. Special teams, two touchdowns. Nate Allman had a kickoff return to open up the season against Milton a year ago. Brett Four had a punt return against Chickalemi. Defensive touchdowns, Brett Four had an interception also against Chickalemi. And field goals. Seals Grove has two field goals in the last 10 games. Both of them coming against Central Mountain when Rule kicked it from 22 yards. And Pardo had a 22-yard field goal as well for the Seals Grove Seals. And again, we take a look at the defensive side for the Shemokin Indians. They gave up 35 points or averaging 16 points per game. 101 through the air, 130 yards on the ground. They have one interception, one fumble recovery. They're giving up 20 four first downs, 12 per game for the Shemokin Indians. And the scoring by quarter, Seals Grove has not scored in the first quarter. They'll look to do that here t- today. They did score in the second quarter a week ago against Jersey Shore and have been shut out in the third and fourth quarters. So they'll look to see if they can open up. On the defensive side, they have not given up a first quarter score. They, had give up, they gave up six in the second quarter and three a week ago in their loss to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, nine to or nine to seven loss to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. So that wraps up Seals game day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors. Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. As we're going to open this one up, Steve, always throw it to you. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? Third down conversions. I think that's the key. Um, it, you know, the stat that I got last week, which um, kind of was telltale of, of being 0-2, Seals Grove is 1 for 22 on third down conversions on the season. They have to improve that. You have to keep the chains moving. Uh, to score points, but as importantly, your defense is on the field if you don't, and that the offense keeps getting more and more opportunities to score. So that'll be key. We'll keep a close eye on all those things. Sophomore quarterback Mark Pastor showed Mark improvement in Week 2, completing 9 of 15 passes for 76 yards versus a good shore defense. As we mentioned, senior Nate Ahmed led the way receiving with a career-high six catches, 56 yards, including a catch of 18 and 20 two yards. Seals in the rushing attack at 68 yards rushing in the first half. Howe had 56 yards. Tucker Teach rushed for a 23-yard touchdown 
In the second half, the Seals offense lost 34 yards on the ground. That involved sacks and also guys running for their lives, and they ended up uh, seeing a Jersey Shore defense really seal things up in the second half a week ago. Seals Grove will kick this one away to get things underway as Carter Young will kick this away. They have two deep guys standing at their own five-yard line due to the Smoking Indians, and Eagle 107 Seal football is underway. Return man at the 11th, up the right hash. Makes a move, and that's going to be Cedar taken down at the 23-yard line to get Shemokin started first down and 10. Again, talking about the Shemokin Indians on the season, 16 points per game, 101 yards on the ground, 130 through the air. They have five offensive touchdowns, two by the pass, three by the rush. They also do have a Cedar 77 kickoff return for a touchdown that came against Central Mountain a week ago. Pop it out of the huddle, the Shemokin Indians. Tight formation. One wide receiver, though, will split far to the right. Nye under center. Long count here. Takes the snap. Looking to throw. Rolling to his right. Getting some pressure. It's going to be hit in the backfield and taken down immediately. Looks like it's going to be a loss of a yard or two. Coming through there is that Miller on the stop. He gets a tackle for loss. Adds to his total on the season. Pat, they didn't block a soul. <laughs> I think there were four seals in the background, backfield on that one. And they sprinted to the single receiver side. There was one split in that went out. That was the only route runner on the play for Shemokin. And they all, or excuse me, uh, Stephen Miller got there and made the play. It'll be a second down and long. Nye gives it to the deep man. That's Madden off the right. And he's going to be swarmed over, host to white shirts. Is he Rumberger? Also Rothamol. And Teague Hoover making the stop, short pickup, and just like that, it's going to be a third down and long. We're going to call it nine for the Shemokin Indians. Just underway from Kent Memorial Stadium. Welcome our watchers on the Sunbury Broadcasting Sports Live YouTube channel and here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Third down play here, first possession for both teams. Nye under center, full house backfield, steps back, pumps it, look it. Got plenty of time. Going to get rid of it. Looking for a man down the left sideline. Well overthrown. Falls incomplete. Well defended. It was intended for Colton. No, number eight for Chase Pencil. Falls incomplete. And as you said, Steve, well defended there. Forces a putting situation here for the Smoking Indians. Again, it's kind of peculiar. They're throwing a football two out of four plays there. Two out of three plays, I'm sorry. Uh, to a single receiver side. One one route runner on the entire Play. So I, I don't know, I, I hope they do that all, all day, but uh, it's not a great, powerful attack. Hockenbrock will punt this away for the Indians. Waiting back is Teague Hoover, or is that, nope, that's Tucker Teets. Catches over his shoulder at the 35, running away from shirts, makes a move, still going, spins out of another tackle, and is going to get it out to the 41-yard line. So he turns a... A catch over the shoulder into about a six-yard return to take it to the 41. Seals Grove will take over first down and 10. No score here in the first quarter. Getting the ball in a, in a great situation on the field again, second week in a row. The offense has no turnovers in the first half, but they had two in the second half on the last two drives of the game a week ago. Through the first two games, the Seals are 1-22 on third down, as you mentioned, as being a big key here as they pop out of the huddle in their first offensive play for the Seals. And they do go two to the left, one to the right, and a shotgun formation as Miller goes in motion. 
Snap goes to Pastor. Going to give it to Heil. Straight up the middle. Not much there. Falls forward. Maybe a yard. It's going to be a second down and nine. Big number 65 on the stop that time. And just like that, we don't have a 65 on the roster. So good play, 65. <laughs> he is big. You got that part right. <laughs> yeah. um, they showed some man coverage again. Uh, it's kind of what I'm going to look at tonight. Okay. Today, Pat. Yep. Um, what, what type of set we're getting versus the offensive set. And that was a tight end trips that the Seals showed. So it'll be a second down and nine for the Seals. Two wide receivers to the left again. Pastor looking deep. Looking for Bastion out there in and out of the intended receiver's hands. It was a battle between Cedar and Bastion. Falls incomplete. It'll be a third down and nine for the Seals on their first offensive possession. Well, they got to they got to mark Pastor on that one. Um, he took a pretty good shot there, Pat. Nope. Slow getting up, but it looks like he's okay. So he's going to be forced into a third down and nine for the Seals. Again, just underway, no score. 9.43 to go in the opening quarter. Seals trying to pick up a first down, but it's going to be tough. A lot of man-to-man coverage here. As Pastor is going to drop back, looking for a quick slant to Bastion. He's got the catch. He's at the 40, the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. The Seals end a 11-game streak of no passing touchdown, and it can come in a bigger way to start this one for the Seals as Pastor finds Bastion for the touchdown for the Seals. Pat, you called it about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're playing, Shemokin plays zero coverage. That means tight man coverage, no free safety over the top. It was a terrific executed play. Quick slant, touchdown. They'll tap the extra point here. Will be Young off the Nick Rice hold. Snaps good, kick is up, and it sails the uprights, and just like that, it's good. Wow. As Bastion had to break one tackle, and once he got past that tackle, he ran right between the hashes into the end zone as the Seals Grove Seals get the 58-yard touchdown pass from sophomore quarterback Mark Pastor to Bastion. And they both record their first of their careers, a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdown for the Sealers Grove Seals. Pat, that was so great in many levels. But you know who's got to feel as good as anybody in this stadium? And, and that's Coach Mike Ferrero. Uh, you know, that, that was terrific. That was hats off. We, we needed that in many, many ways. Well, something we keep talking about is just trying to build the confidence that, and you kept saying it, you were just really – they can do this. They, they do it. They have it. the personnel to do it. The offensive line has given him some time. Like you said, he did take a big hit the play before that, so he bounced back and did the sophomore quarterback, and, boy, he threw it a nice slant to Bastion, and he took it 58 yards to complete a three-play drive, covering 59 yards, taking just 52 seconds. The extra point by Young is good, and the Seals Grove jumps out to a 7-0 lead with 9-33 to go here in the first quarter. If... Shemokin plays that coverage the rest of the day. I don't think they can, but that slant's going to be on both sides. As Young will kick this one away. Short kick taken on the run by Cedar. He's at the 20, 30. Going to be hit. There's a late flag comes in right at the 30-yard line, and preliminary call looks like it would be a holding against Shemokin, but we will wait to see on that call. It'll let uh, 
Let's talk a little bit about Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Of course, we're playing on Saturday. Games were played last night. Got a lot of results we'll talk about, but we'll keep an eye on other games going on uh, from a college level. When Penn, or excuse me, when uh, other games kick off, we'll keep you updated. We'll call those games our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Power eye. And the penalty goes against Shemokin, so they'll be back at the 20-yard line. They're going to go straight up the middle, nothing there. White shirts all over. It's still wrestling around as Hyo is involved in the stop. Also, I want to give credit is that number 42, that's Althout, who has come back into play and after being off a week ago, and he's already involved in a stop there. Junior, 5'6", 172. Pat, they missed him last week. Missed him for the majority of the Pottsville game as well. Uh, I, I noticed that real quick that he's um, he's around the football. And he'll be in that middle linebacker position on this second down and nine for the Smoking Indians. Quick throw by Nye. Gets it out to Cedar. One-on-one with Amit. Amit, textbook tackle, takes him down at the 28-yard line, maybe the 27-yard line. So it'll be a third down and short for Schmokin. Already trailing 7 nothing to the Seals with 8.43 to go here in the first quarter. That might have been a, just a quick one-on-one read, quarterback to receiver. Um, Amit was a bit off the line of scrimmage. Again, he's probably playing a cover-three zone look there, but that's what... That's what the Seals gave them. That's what Shemokin took advantage of. So big third down play here for the Shemokin Indians. They're going to call it a third down and about three. Quick pitch is going to go off to the right to Matt and hit the line of scrimmage by Crossan. And he's down. not going to have enough, like you called. That's going to be a fourth down, and you would think a punting situation. Worth noting, Henry Hanoski is not here today. Uh, he is coaching from home, I would guess. But uh, so the coach's staff has changed up a little bit. See if it looks any different. Punt situation. Fourth down and two. Could be Hockenbrock kicking it away again on this fourth down and two. Tucker Teets will drop back. Had a decent run back, about seven yards. It looked like he was going to be stopped for a loss. But he'll look to field this, see if he can turn it upfield. Plenty of time for Hockenbrock. Gets this away. It's going to bounce and take a good roll. Tucker Teets takes it off the turf. Up the left sideline, driven out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Seals Grove leading 7-0 with 7.31 to go in the opening quarter. They'll go back on offense after having a 58-yard touchdown reception for Pastor to Bastion on their last possession. As you talk about, Steve, if they continue to play it the way they have, you could see a lot more of that today with that opportunity to get big plays in the secondary against the Smoking Indy defense. Best, based on what I saw on film the first two games, they didn't adjust much. So they have a lot of confidence in that secondary, Shemokin does, to, to play cover zero, which is without a free safety man coverage. And let's see what they see what they do now, especially to an open set. They're going to go four to the right in the bunch formation, one wide receiver to the left. Pastor's looking over the middle, looking for Bastion again. Defense well. Cedar got a hand in there, knocked it down, and got some help from Frosch, the linebacker. So no good on the attempt there. It'll be a second down and 10. That was a quad set that they kicked out. Shemokin kicked both linebackers this side, left a single receiver backside. It's just a quick read, quarterback and receiver, based on how they're covering them. It'll be a second down and 10. Again, Seals Grove scored on that opening drive, covering the 59 yards, just taking three plays. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. 
Second down to 10 for the Seals here from Kemp Memorial Stadium. Taking a snap is Pastore. It's a design keeper. Tries to work from right to left. Nothing there. Frosh in on the stop and also number 55 for the Shemogan Indians was able to get in there. And that's Harvey, the 5'9 senior for the Shemogan Indian defense. You mentioned it earlier. 65 is a load in there. He's a big, tall kid that probably is 300 plus. We don't have him on the on the uh, the, the weights on the on the roster here, but he's tough to move, and that was evident right there. And that's where he'll stay, right there in the middle of that defense for the Schmokin Indians on this third down and nine. Long count for Pastor. Takes snap. Dropping back, looking, another slant. Nope, throws out the flat to Tucker Teeth. Making a catch, gets away from the defender, tiptoes out of bounds right at midfield, but a first down pickup for the Seals Grove Seals. That was, that was essentially a wheel play. What that means is that the back or that slot receiver comes out of the, from a deeper set. It's man coverage, so the person covering him is inside, ran a slant with that, and they naturally pick each other off. We saw but Central Mountain score exactly, on that a week exactly. ago against the Smoking Indians. Exactly right. Nice play call. Nice play call. Picks up the first down right at midfield. 7-0 lead for the Seals. 6.39 to go in the opening quarter. Pastor to shotgun. Going to give it to the deep man, Tucker Teach. Trying to get to the edge. Not going to make it there. Good play defensively. Coming up on the stop that time, number three for the Schmokin Indian, that's Lynch. He's a 6'3 junior. He makes a stop, loss of two. It'll be a second and 12. For the, for the Seals coaches, that's a, that's a good concept because think about it. If they're playing that much man coverage, there's no run support with that secondary. So that, that, if he can pop, if in this case, uh, the linebackers, the defensive end, if they can get outside leverage on him and pop, there's no there's nobody left. See if they can continue to go back to that and see if we get just that. As we're going to send two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun for Pastor. Almit goes in motion from right to the left. He fakes it to Almit. Throw a slant to Tucker Teets as a man on his back. Knocks the ball to the turf. Falls incomplete. And it's going to be a third down and long. Marks a, a hair behind on that throw. If he, if he leads him a little bit more like he did on the touchdown, I think he's got a chance for another one. That's the difference right there. Just a step to, a step slow on his read behind him. But that'll come. Obviously, he can do that. And there's a flag on the play. So as they're taking a look at that, follow the Steelers all season long, 100.9 the Valley. The Steelers open the season Sunday in Buffalo against the Bills. Pre-game starts at 11, kickoff at 1, and that's all 100.9 in the Valley. And also today, Penn State football, Nittany Line football is on News Radio 1070 WKOK, streaming online at WKOK.com, the Sunbury Broadcasting app with Alexa. Saturday, the Nittany Lions host Ball State with the tailgate show at 2, kickoff 3.30. Visit WKOK.com for the schedule and find out how to enable your WKOK Alexa app. Quick throw that time, good opportunity there, falls incomplete, and it's going to bring up a fourth down and long for the Seals. Pat, that was the same play that uh, that was completed on the last third down play. Uh, and he was open. I think Mark just missed him. Stay with it, Seals. Stay with it. It's like, going to be there. Yeah, they like the results on the opposite side. Like you said, try to come back on this side. Falls incomplete. Fourth down. Young will drop back to punt this one away. Cedar waiting at his own 13-yard line. High snap. Now we got flags all over the place. T. Groover saying it's against the Shemokin Indians. We'll see if that's what they walk off here. If you're just joining us, 
Seals Grove leading 7-0. Came on a 58-yard touchdown reception by Bastion from sophomore quarterback Pastor, as that penalty will be against the men in purple. So they'll walk that one off. Still be fourth down, but it'll be after a five-yard walk-off. A little manageable. A little bit more so. So now it's fourth. They're going to try to pin the Schmokin Indians deep in their territory. Young did have a nice punt a week ago against Jersey Shore. We pinned up at the seven-yard line. Look to do it again here. Waiting on the snap here. Good snap. It's going to get it away under a little bit of pressure. It's going to hit, bounce at the 25, and get a little bit of a roll for the Seals Grove Seals to the 22-yard line. Schmokin will take over first down and 10 as quarterback Brett Nye will try to get this offense going for the Indians. They trail 7-0 with 5.36 to go here in the first quarter. And a week ago, the Smoking Indians lost in a shootout to the Central Mountain Wildcats, 35-34. to And the week before that, they were only able to muster up six points against the Lewisburg Green Dragons to get that win. So, that's Pat, it's, they've been conservative these last couple times out. Some of the things they didn't show or they haven't done that they showed against uh, Central Mountain last week. Same formation, Spencer, I pro or Sp- pro I. Spencer George on that right defensive end spot. That's where they run as Madden jumps over defender, hit at the 30, driven to the turf by Aaron Rothermel, and also Brandon Hyland on the stop there. So good pickup that time for the Shemokin Indians. It's now going to be right at the 30-yard line. We'll call it second down and two after the eight-yard pickup by Madden. They want bodies in front of Madden, that's for sure. They're going to stay with that same look as a man splits far to the right for Nye. Second down and short. Give it to Madden again. Hit the backfield, able to spin away from Oath out. Going to pick up maybe one, but it's going to be a fourth down play here for the Smoking Indians trying to pick up the first down. I, I think it's a third pass. Okay, third down and one. You got it. I don't want to correct you. No, you have to. <laughs> That's why you're here. Okay, third down. We want to be right. My ego's really little, so no big deal that way. Third down and short for the Schmokin Indians. Seals Grove trying to come up with a big stop here. Nate Almond, corner on the right. You got Grove split to the left, defending one-on-one. Teague Hoover about 10 yards off the line of scrimmage on his third down and short. Give it to the fullback. That's Frosch trying to bull his way for a first down. It looks like he'll have it. Good push by that offensive line up front. Involved in the stop that time, number 62, Damian Catherman, the senior 5'10", 202. But not enough to stop that first down pickup by the Indians. Seals were covered, had them covered up, guard, center, guard, inside. And that's, I think, to take away their trap game. They do all the does a lot by pulling linemen. So, and that play was evident. They're going to stay with the power stuff again. Give it to Madden. Hit by Althout. That's Spencer George, actually, number 40, was the first guy there. Rumberger involved in the stop and getting off the bottom of the pile, of course, will be Brandon Heil. But a good pickup, about two, two and a half for the Schmokin Indians. They're trailing at this point to the Seals, 7 nothing, 3.45 to go in the opening quarter. A quick moving first quarter yes, it is. here at Kemp Memorial Stadium. Smoking in no big rush to get up to the line of scrimmage. Nye under center. He's going to throw it. Roll to his right. Looking for Cedar. Gets rid of it. Almost intercepted by Brandon Heil. Went up with the big mitt. Knocked the ball down. Or that's, That looked like that could have been completed to Cedar, who was breaking to the sideline. Again, they're sprinting 
to the single receiver side. The quarterback has one option to throw the football or run the football. I'm a little bit perplexed at at what they're doing there um, or what their their thought is to do there. Um, Pat, that's... Frankly, that's a little bit easy to defend, and, okay. and but take nothing away from Brandon Heil. Again, my man, I think he's the best <laughs> player. It's a third down and long. Nye's going to throw again. No pressure. Now he's getting some Rumberger, and he's going to go down. Rumberger got there. Looked like Nye was going to have a lot of time, but Rumberger worked through a block and got to Nye for the loss on the play in the sack. That was a play-action pass. Now it's fourth down. It'll be a fourth down punting fourth. here. Seals Grove coming into today. Seven sacks on the season. That will be Rumberger's second sack on the season. The junior able to get there, makes a good defensive stop, and it's going to give Seals Grove a chance to go back on offense with 2.57 to go here in the first quarter, leading 7-0. Hockenbrock will punt this one away. Waiting back is Tucker Teets at his own 39-yard line. Long count by Hagenbrock, finally gets a good snap. Under some pressure, gets away. Line drive kick's going to bounce into Seals Grove territory. Still rolling, still rolling all the way down to the 19-yard line as T. Hoover was running along with the ball. And as we saw in back in the Jersey Shore game, we've just asked very politely if he would just move away from the ball because not much good's going to happen by him running <laughs> along side-by-side side with the ball that's, as you said, uh, your coaching staff at uh, SU would tell you that ball, you never know which way it's going to bounce. As a, as a coach, maybe me as a former coach, I'm sitting here boiling because <laughs> that football can bounce up or bounce right instead of left, and all of a sudden it's Shemokin's ball. But it's not. And fortunately for Seals Grove, they have the ball at their own 20-yard line. They're leading 7-0 with 2.27 to go here in the opening quarter. Pastor under center sends Miller from left to the right side of the formation. Pastor, quick pitch to Tucker Teeth. Got some room. Going to be hit by inside linebacker Frosch as he crosses the 20-yard line out to about the 23-yard line. So a short pickup by the Seals on the run. Looked good coming off of the pitch there. Had a little bit of hole there, but Frosch closed that one up pretty quickly. Frosch was un- untouched. Read that thing very well. Um, he th- these these linebackers for Shemokin are very very active, even more so than we saw at Jersey Shore a week ago. They're pretty good. Got there on that one. It's going to be after about the three yard pickup. It'll be a second down and seven for the Seals. Coming up on 150 to go in the opening quarter. Seals leading seven nothing. Pastor under center taking a snap. Give the deep man Tucker Teets again. Nothing there. Going to be blown up. Big number 65 again and on the stop. Also give credit number 62, and that's Kitchen, six-foot senior, able to end on the stop. Short pickup is going to be third down and medium for the Seals and deep in their own territory at their own 23-yard line. Not much movement there, Pat. Again, it uh, reminds me a little bit of what Pottsville did in week one. There, there's eight people right in the box there. Challenging them here to see about throwing. Now it's a passing down here as they'll send – Two wide receivers to the left. Now we got a flag on the play as officials going to come out and he says official timeout. So going to ask somebody to walk off the field there. So as they you know, talk about that, get that all cleaned up there. 
Nope, that's going to be penalty on the seals. They call it a legal substitution. So instead of being a third and medium, changes the focus a little bit as they're going to have to walk the ball back. And it's going to now be a third down and long for the seals. There's one of those critical penalties at, at a critical time. Absolutely. We talked about that during pregame, trying to reduce those penalties in crucial times. Pastor in a shotgun here, taking a snap. Scott's a time looking for a comeback. That time the catch is made by Bastion again. He's going to have enough for a first down as he's driven out of bounds at the 38-yard line. No flag, so good positive play and a hookup between Pastor and Bastion. Mark kind of underthrew that ball. Um, terrific catch by Bastion there. Catch and run, run after the catch. That was that was why there's a first down. Nice play. So be a first down pickup for the Seals. They're leading at this point, which is 48 seconds to go in the opening quarter as they are leading 7-0 over the Schmokin Indians. Following the first down pickup, the Seals will pop out of the huddle at their own 37-yard line, leading 7-0. Two wide receivers split to the left. Stephen Miller goes in motion, handoff to Brandon Heil, trying to pop it to the outside. Hockey Brock in on the stop, but Heil shows his strength to be able to take it to the 40-yard line, so turned what looked like it was going to be back to the original line of scrimmage into about a three-yard pickup for a second down and seven. That, that was all him with about six purple jerseys on his back. So they're going to let the clock run down here. They don't have to run another play, so we're going to be able to go to break here. Seals Grove leading 7-0. They got out to a 7-0 lead a week ago against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They do it again here. Coming on a 58-yard touchdown pass from Pastor to Bastion. Seals Grove leading 7-0 here from Kent Memorial Stadium. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Sports Live YouTube channel. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Now that I'm buying my first home, the folks at Nori Bank have been incredibly helpful. Anytime I have questions, I've got Brenda. She's just a phone call away. When it comes to my retirement planning, I've got Jared. I'm ready to open a savings account for my grandson. And I've got Tim. I've got Robin. I've got Rose. For all of my banking needs, I've got Nori Bank. The right people, the right solutions, the right bank. The Northumberland National Bank. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. We are Eagle 107. Second quarter underway here for the Seals and the Schmokin Indians here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Second down play here. It's going to go to Ohio off the right side. It's got quickness, gets into the second level. This will take it just short of the 44-yard line, about the 43-yard line. So it'll be a third down, very manageable play here for the Seals on the Brandon Ohio pitch. They, they, the Seals flop the tight end into an unbalanced set very similar to what they did last week against uh, um, Jersey Shore Shemokin again basically adjusted with their outside linebacker to that set and and rightfully so tossed to it because they didn't make an adjustment so they had numbers 
Took advantage of that on that second down play. Set up a third down and short for the Seals. Pass towards going to pass under heavy pressure. Roll it to his right. He's going to take off with it and dives out of bounds. Looks like he's short of a first down as he dove out of bounds about the 45-yard line. So it looks like there'll be a punting situation there. Look at the first quarter stats. Seals 95 yards. Pastor 3 for 7 for a career high 89 yards. Bastion has two catches for 77 yards in the lone touchdown on the night. Schmoken held to just 15 yards in that first quarter by the Sealers Grove defense. So Young will kick this it away. Cedar, who had a kickoff return for a touchdown a week ago for the Schmoken Indians, he drops back, standing about his own 20-yard line. Good snap. Punts away. Good punt. Cedar's going to come up and catch it at the 21. Makes a man miss at the 23. Driven out of bounds by Teague Hoover off the far side. First guy down there with alt out. Did a nice job just to slow Cedar down. And then Teague Hoover blew him out of bounds. As Schmokin will take over at their own 35-yard line, trailing 7-0 to the Sealers Grove Seals. As you recall from a week ago, that that. That long snap was was a tough go. That was an excellent snap and punt. So obviously the Seals worked on that this week. Schmokin pops out of the huddle, trailing 7-0. They have it at their own 35-yard line. Seals go looking for the first win of the season. They stand at 0-2. Schmokin is at 1-1. Nye under center, sends a man in motion. That's Frosch. He gets the handoff, going to the right. He's going to try to bounce to the outside. Now that's a cut underneath Grove, who did a great job forcing it inside and allowing your senior safety to finish him off. Nice play. That was a wing T set. It's kind of what I said earlier. That they basically ran an offset G scheme, pulling the guard power to the strength side. Uh, again, wing T set, not necessarily a wing, a wing T run. Brandon Hoover in on the stop there. Or excuse me, T Hoover, not Brandon. But nice to get Brandon's name out there once in a while. Brandon Hoover. So second down and long for Schmokin. Nye's going to throw it. Roll it to his right. Under some pressure. Going to get rid of it. Looking deep down the field. Coming back for it. Making the catch. Number two able to come back and make that catch. He adjusted. That was weary. And he gets enough for a first down in Seals Grove territory at the 34-yard line. Yeah. yeah that, they, they sprint. Because of that wing T set, they're able to have another receiver in the route. They sent one down the seam and broke it out, and the front side guy on the stop, uh, and that held held the, the Seals secondary a little bit, and it was underthrown. Kid made be- came back and made a great catch. Where he did just that. He's a 5'10 senior for the Schmokin Indians. We have a timeout taken on the field. The official walking up to chit-chat a little bit. We've had some... Great game, great performance against the Indians over the year. Passing Logan Lobby through for 320 yards in 2017. Javon Batts had a 269-yard three-touchdown carry on just nine carries. Average almost 30 yards per carry. Garrett Campbell had 220 yards, three touchdowns in 2016 against the Shemokin Indians. So good history against the Indians for the Seals. Yeah, Got some movement, 56, jumped on the left side. So they're going to have to walk that one off. Steve, it's Same worth mentioning, too. Look at this This field. beautiful. It's a it's a great venue here to watch a football game. Sure we have is. a big open window here on a warm Saturday here in September. Game got moved from last night to today, and 
Boy, we're just enjoying what's uh, going on out in front of us right now. Seals leading 7 nothing. Just so everybody knows, from what we're hearing, they're having a lot of issues with the electrical uh, for, for Shemokin's um, lights. That's why it's moved to Saturday. Taking a call my buddy Ryan Brand at Alpha Electric. Yeah. He'll take care of it. He's out of the Milton area. This is going to go to Max Madden up in there. Swallowed up. That was uh, Ethan Miller, first guy that got into the backfield and really uh, took Max Madden off of his path and, boy, finished off by white shirts. I know it's something you talked about, the amount of shirts that get to tackles. you got to love that from a coaching standpoint. That's defense. That's defense. you, you got guys running to the football. you got guys around the football. That, that you, you said it, Pat. There's probably six, maybe seven white shirts, and that was an off-tackle play. And they know Max Madden very well. 35 carries for 199 yards and two touchdowns in a district playoff game a year ago. Man goes in motion from right to left. That's weary. Nye's going to go. Being chased from behind. He's going to be swallowed up at the 49-yard line. A host of white shirts on the sack. Rumberger, Miller, Crossed, and Spencer George in on the stop for the Seals. That was similar to the first play of the, of the game. How many white shirts were in the backfield on that? Just blew that one up. Can't say enough positive things about this defense that Seals Grove's playing. Not just this game, but every every week. Tremendous job. Seals came in today with seven sacks. Add a couple to their numbers there. And also Stephen Miller leading away on tackles for loss. They get in the backfield and spend a lot of time there, as they did on that play, on the big loss. It's a third down. We're calling a third down at 25. they got to get all the way down to the 24-yard line to get a first down. Nye's going to drop back. Got a man out there going up for it, unable to make the connection, though. Defended out there well by Nate Almond. So that's going to be a fourth down, and you would think a putting situation here for the Schmokin Indians. Yes. Penalties. Big plays, big losses. We'll do it to you every time. And for smoking that time, it was a big loss on the previous play. Yep. And, and that was because of Seals Grove's aggressiveness. Their calls are great game from the defensive side, lining guys up, making plays. And, boy, it's just showing up every game I've watched over the years, Derek, as he runs the defense for the Seals. And it was a big part of that possession. What looked like Schmoke was getting some momentum going their way. Yeah, they were. They were. They, they, Absolutely were. Well, it was a long catch that was underthrown on this side, uh, but they absolutely were. Hawk and Brock will try to pin the Seals deep in their own territory. Brandon Ohio almost gets there, get away, get away. and now the ball's going to hit at the 22 and is rolling to the 20, 30-yard line. It'll be spotted down there by number 21, and that's Wisdom Artist Jones. He's a 5'7 junior. Seals Grove will take over right there, first down and 10, leading 7 nothing with 7.50 to go here in the first half. Pat Brandon Heil was unblocked because of his athleticism, okay, and probably came within three inches of blocking that kick. Well, that could have been a candidate if he would have gotten to it as a smoking damn health center backbreaker play of the game we check out big plays throughout the game and we deemed them candidates for the smoking damn health center backbreaker play of the game and then at the end of our broadcast we will let you know as pastor will line up far to the right that's bastion in the backfield takes a snap coming left Runs away from one defender, stretch it out to the sideline. It'll be lucky to get back to the original line of scrimmage as that was Gavin Bastion in the backfield taken. And there's a flag on the play as well. 
But again, we'll take a look at uh, candidates for the Shemokka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And at the end of our broadcast and our post game, we'll announce the Shemokka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. You said it, Pat. They they moved Mark Pastor out and and went to a bit of a wildcat set. Uh, looks like a holding on the interior line. So it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals and something we talked about in the, in the pregame, trying to cut down on these penalties. When you have an offense trying to get their footing, trying to get things going, they do have a 58-yard touchdown pass to their credit. But this defense can't afford to have penalties as they've struggled in the first two games with that very thing. Pastor is going to pitch it wide to Tucker Teets. We grabbed throw late out of bounds no flag he was out of bounds three or four yards and fans here on near side want the unnecessary slam to the turf but do do not get it short pickup if at all and it's going to be a second down maybe a loss on the play it's going to be a second down and long for the seals grove offense shimokin is taking away seals grove's perimeter runs um really doing a nice job of of stringing that thing out post the, the entire game the entire game so uh, certainly certainly they saw something that Seals Grove did and wanted to take it take it out of their repertoire high formation behind Pastor drops back in the second and long look at plenty of time going to get rid of it looking for Nate Almond at midfield Nate Almond goes up to try to make the catch unable to as Cedar on the coverage there ball hits the turf and falls incomplete Pastor had a lot of time on that. It allowed Nate Almond to get well down the field, just unable to make the connection there as Almond's going to come after being shaken up, hitting the turf hard. He'll come to the sideline. Pat Shemokin's got an enormous defensive line. They're, they're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, probably because of how big they are. <laughs> Looking at number 65 right there. But um, Seals Grove did a, get a terrific job with protection on that one. So it's going to be a third down and long. They're called a third and 24. Seven up the lead for the Seals here in the second quarter. Pastor under center. Take step. Give it to the deep man. That's off the right side to the 20-yard line. That's Teets. He'll spin to about the 21. Well short of a first down. So it'll be a punting situation as Young will jog out and punt it away. That's Carter Young. Sophomore, 5'9", 170 pounds. will look to get a big boot here and try to change flip, flip field. What happened there, right? We got a uh, Seals got a tough holding penalty, as we talked about. Boy, there's difficult calls when it's third and twenty-one <laughs> plus. High snap to Young under heavy pressure, gets it away. Nice kick. Good kick. It's going to hit the turf. A great roll for the Seals Grove Seals as it rolls all the way inside, and finally going to be picked up by Cedar at the twenty-two, and he's going to be met by Rumberger. As number 62 made him turn it upfield, that's Catherine again, and Rumberger finishing him off. And Seals Grove able to flip the field as now Schmokin will have it inside their own 30-yard line. Seven guys, seven white shirts. And that's a long punt and a long way to go. And those guys did a great job getting down there and covering that one up. Nice coverage. Nice punt. So first down pickup or a first down situation here after the punt by sophomore Young. 7 out the lead for the Seals. 6.02 to go here in the first half. Stick around at halftime. We'll get stats from our Statman Zach Showers. Updated scores on games going around the college venue. Look back at games last night as well. All part of the out-of-town scoreboard. Blaze 
Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. We'll update you on those as well as we go throughout the broadcast. Officials are calling for a timeout here, asking for some water to be coming out. So the water boys will come out and try to help Boy, with the hydration. Is that the officials? I think they decided. Or, or when they, they just decide that, hey, it's time for a water break for both teams? Well, I don't see any officials taking any sips. So it was all for the players. And McNamara, one of the head officials around the area, so he can kind of make the call himself, I guess. If you're just joining us, remember, you can join us on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Also on our YouTube channel, SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. The lone score, Seals Grove leading 7 nothing, came on a 58-yard touchdown reception. Bastion to, or from Pastor to Bastion, came on a three-play, 59-yard drive. On a 59-yard drive, taking just 52 seconds. But Seals Grove at this point leading 7 nothing over the Shimokin Indians. Same set with Shemokin. Um, again, tight end wing, slot, one back. Man goes in motion that time. Will be weary. He gets the call. Gets through a hole there. Rothamal will meet him there. Also, Rumberger and Teague Hoover. But Rothamal, the main guy from his inside linebacker position, able to get there and make the stop. Yeah, nice play. Second and five. <laughs> Frankly, that's the best the Shemokin offensive line has come off the ball all day on that play. So it's going to be a second of five as you call it with 5.30 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 7 nothing, showing blitz come out of it. Quick throw this time to Cedar. Be met by Nate Almit and finished off by Brandon Heil from his linebacker position. Be short of a first down at the 35 at a half yard line. So this could be a third down and two for the Shemokin Indians trying to pick up a first down and see if they can't get a late score here in the first half. That was a quick game. That was just a quick throw from Nye on a stop route out to the wide side of the field. And send wide receivers far to the right. Manigo motion is Frosch. Nye under center, gives it to Madden. It's going to fall forward enough to get to the 40-yard line. Plenty of room for a first down. The clock will stop as they move the chains here with 4.49 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 7-0 on career first for Mark Pastor, the sophomore, touchdown pass, and for Gavin uh, Bastion catching it from 58 yards out, and that's only scoring so far in this ballgame. Kind of knew this was the type of game it was going to be. Kind of a conservative uh approach for the offense that seems to be working for Shemokin. First time all game, really. Nye stays under center on this one. Sends Frost in motion again. He's going to get the call going to the right. Try to bounce to the outside, but he's not going to get there. Is that Brandon Heil making the stop? He fought off a block and is able to make the stop. Maybe a loss of half yard, second and long for the Shemokin Indians. Teague Teague Hoover uh, filled right off of the inside of Heil on that play as well. He was unblocked. Rumberger, Heil, Teague Hoover leading the way in tackles in the first two games for the Seals Grove Seals defense. In the middle of that defense is Ethan Miller. George is the left defensive end, and Bauer is off to the right. Frosch goes in motion again. Going to go straight up the middle, and that's going to be Heil coming off the end and getting to Max Madden. 
No yard pickup on that one. It's going to be a third down and long for the Seal or for the Shemokin Indians. Nice play. Boy, Pat, I'm going to say this for 10 weeks. Number two, Brandon Heil is a football player. Folks, if you get a chance, you want to come out and see a football player, come and watch Seals go play. You like how he came off the edge on there. Max Patton has lit up Seals Grove defensively over the last three games, but Heil didn't have any of that that time. He was able to get to him in the backfield and force a third down and 10 for the Indians. Nye under center, drops back, rolling to his right, getting some pressure. Going to get rid of to the sideline, nice. and it falls in and out of the hand intended receiver as Connor Grove on the coverage intended for Cedar. Falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and 10, and what would look to be a punting situation here for the Shemokin Indians. Boy, what 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 a group of secondary the SEALs have. And I know they're all seniors, but my God. Connor Grove, Teague Hoover, Nate Allman. Doing a really nice job, yeah. And, and it's all year, Pat. It's yeah. not just today. And there's a lot of it's pressure on year. them when you're going one-on-one a lot. So they're doing a nice job and... We know that Connor Grove had to defend a All-State receiver a week ago, and and Hess for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs did a great job against him as well. So a lot of pressure when you play this type of defense, and they've really been up to the challenge when you talk about Ahmed and Grove and T. Grover the safety. It's just, just a great group of kids. Yeah, obviously, they played together for a while. Something up there with Shemokin. They had a, uh, the official threw or asked one of the kids <laughs> yeah. to get off. I don't want to say throw it. But um, they replaced them. They're Hawken, not set. Hockenbrock gets this in away. Tucker Cheats waiting for it. Get He's going to let it away, roll, get away. get away from it as it's going to roll out of bounds at the 32-yard line. Seals Grove will take over there, first down and 10, leading 7 nothing with 2.51 to go in the opening half. And, again, you stick around at halftime. Also going to hear the Seals Athletic Rundown coming from our beat reporter, Murphy O'Brien. That'll be coming up at halftime. She'll give you a rundown of other athletics, SEALs athletics going on during the week. So you don't want to miss that along with the first half stats, Steve's analysis of that first half, and what to look for in the second half between the Indians and the SEALs Grove SEALs. This is a big set of downs for the SEALs right now. We have two, 2.48 left to go in the half. Sustain a drive and get some points. That's, that's key right now. To gain all that momentum going into the locker room. Pastor gets a quick throw away. Gets it to Nate Almond. Got the catch at the 41-yard line. And they give him a forward motion close to forward motion close to a first down pickup. And it looks like they're going to say it was a first down pickup. Pastor finds Almond as he gets his 10th reception of the season, surpasses total for the 2020 season. Hit the inside man. Uh, number two receiver on a slant. The second receiver, not number two, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, for an inside slant. You send Almond to the slot again on the right along with Bastion. Pastor drops back, pressure right up the middle, oh, and he's going to oh be held. Almond was grabbed oh by his shoulder pad, but no call was made. It looked like he was pulled, but no <laughs> oh, call made boy, there. Oh and not sure why. He spun but him there's around. A... Spun him around, Pat. That That's... That's, I've always said this as a coach. That, that's a group of officials that are watching the game instead of watching their play. Okay? That's, that's what that was. And Derek Hicks is having a conversation with he the official have. here on the near side because that was well out in the open. 
And I mean, you think the defensive back sometimes does it on purpose if he thinks he's beat just to get a flag. And, boy, it went to Indians' favor on that one and takes away what potentially was going to be a long touchdown reception for Aubin. Low snap to Pastor, and it's going to fall down on it. Loss on the play. So you got back-to-back. Now you got to compose, get recomposed here, because now you have a play that looked like it was going to go Seals Grove way. And then you get a fumbled snap on the following play, and it's going to bring up a third down and very long for the Seals. There's that adversity you, you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Pat. Now these guys just have to focus. They can do it. It's it's a focus. Again, what we spoke of earlier is get out of the funk a little bit. Big down play here. And we know they're one for 11 on third downs a week ago. Trying to break that cycle. Quick throw out this time. That was intended for the back coming out of the backfield, if that was Tucker Teets, incomplete. Seals Grove will have to punt this one away as three plays that uh, did not go Seals' way, and it just turns what looked to be a, a positive uh, opportunity on the Seals' offensive side is uh, forced into a punt. Boy, that, that, Pat, that's a different. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. Um, the consistency of the offense, you know, good play, big play, and then a couple things happen again, and they're punting. Just got to get out of that funk. As Young will wait for this punt here, looking for the good snap here. Gets it. Plenty of time, gets it away. Good punt. Cedar is going to take it at his own 28-yard line. Reverses his field from right to left, being chased by seven white shirts, 8, 9, 10, and down to the turf goes Cedar on the good coverage once again by the punting team for the Seals Grove Seals. You see all foul roll. Uh, Rothamel down in there, and also give credit to Max Mauer down there making yep. the stop. Yep. Nice punt again. Nice punt. The Seals Grove Athletics very busy this week. Or today, when you look at different teams going on, as the tennis team was in action against the Danville Ironmen, they come up short in that one, lose 3-2. to two. I got a message from Murphy. She did get the win, her and her doubles partner. Congratulations to her. But as a team, they did not get the win. They'll bounce back. They got a couple more matches coming up this week, but then an opportunity to bounce back. Shotgun for Nye. Drops back. Looking for the screen pass. Gets the Madden. Got a blocker ahead of him. Gets away from That's a defender, fine. but then upended by Teague, Teague Hoover, Hoover to the 40-yard line. Short of a first down. It'll be a second down and about two for the Shemogan Indians with 111 to go in the opening half. It'll be a timeout taken by the Indians. Good play call there for from the Shemokin football staff. that They looked like Seals Grove was playing in a deep set, meaning a kind of a prevent look. Not saying it was prevent, but I saw Brandon Heil back on the safety, uh, on the hash, and then they just ran a slip screen to the left side, and there was nobody there. Teague Hoover came up from his set and made the play. I thought it was a bigger play than what it was. It ended up being about uh, an eight-yard gain on the screen pass and then Chimokin, as pass said called a timeout so following a timeout Chimokin will have it at their own 40 yard line second down and short 111 to go in the opening half seals grove leading seven nothing lone touchdown of the game was a pass tour to gavin bastion 58 yard touchdown reception with the extra point by carter good and that's where we stand seven nothing lead for the Seals Grove Seals. Shotgun formation for Nye. Two wide receivers split to the left, and that's where he's looking. Got to get rid of it. Man makes a catch, knocked out of bounds by Amit on the catch. That time was Mumford, the 5'8 junior, making the catch before being bumped out of bounds, but it's enough for a Seals Grove first 
or excuse me, a Schmokin first down at their own 45-yard line. Minute six to go. They will mark it at the 46 after the first down pickup by the Indians. Clock stopped as uh, Mumford went out of bounds. 1.06 to go here in the first half. As you said, they're going to send two wide receivers to the right this time, two to the left. Madden in the backfield along with Nye. Nye gets the snap, rolling to his right under heavy pressure. Got to get rid of it. Got to be wide open. That's Cedar making the catch at the 26-yard line as he got separated from a defender, and Nye found him open and smoking in business at the Sealands Grove 26-yard line. I I don't know what what caused Connor Grove to, to, especially in that set. He's got deep third. He's got to stay with that. Looks like he bit up on the out. And Schmokin took advantage of it. They're in business at the Sealands Grove 26-yard line with 59 seconds to go in the opening half. Schmokin trying to steal the momentum here with a late score in the first half. They stay with the Twins to each side. Shotgun for Nye. Low snap. He's rolling to the right under heavy pressure. Gets away from one tackle. Runner away from all doubt, but he's able to get to him. Rumberger able to help make the stop at the 21-yard line. So Nye made something out of nothing, and Schmokin will take a timeout here. Again, we give you all the updated scores. We'll do that at halftime. But each week we give you the Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. Again, with games being played last night, we know that Jersey Shore won 27-20 in overtime. Mount Carmel beat Chickalimi. Mifflinburg all over Midwest, an easy win there. Southern wins again. Again, those are our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan, bringing you our out-of-town scoreboard. That's that's Shemokin's second timeout, I, I believe. I don't see. Yeah, they, they took one left. Yep, they okay, have one left. Yep. yep. They take a quick timeout there. They have it at the Sealands Grove 21-yard line. So Shemokin's had two big plays into the secondary. The last time they were down this way, the drive was stopped. On a big sack by Seals Grove. See if Derek Hicks brings a load this time. Twins to each side. Nye's in a shotgun. Madden in the backfield with him. Nye drops back under heavy pressure. Going to be hit by Miller. Balls on the turf. Picked up. Go to an incomplete pass. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Wish we could hit the button here, Pat, and do a replay. I don't know about that one. Is this... His hand, arm may have been going forward. How does it rule when it was Miller's hit that caused his arm to go forward? Man, that would have been huge. Tucker Teeth scooped it off the turf. It looked like he was going to be able to return it for a scoop pick or a scoop six, but unfortunately they called incomplete pass. So let's reset things here with 47 seconds to go. It's a third down and five. Schmokin has it at Seals Grove 21-yard line, trailing 7-0 to the Seals. Same same set. Frosch alone back in the backfield along with Nye. Rolling to the right under heavy pressure as Nye. Gets rid of, away from one tackle. Going to be hit by Paradis. Gets away from him and then dies out of bounds at about the 18-yard line. Boy, he's a, he's a strong kid, Pat. Hit. Got away uh, from a couple tackles, I, as you said. At least four seals hit him. And, and he is a big, strong kid. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. And we're going to say he got back just to the original line of scrimmage right. to the 21-yard line after what looked like it was going to be a big loss. But like you said, using his strength, 
to get it to the 21-yard line. Got knocked out of bounds with 38 seconds to go here in the first half. It's now a fourth down and five. Now the clock will stop if they get a first down. They would be able to get up and run a play or spike it if they wanted to. So see what Shemokin does here. The play clock's running down. We're, we're below 10 seconds. As two wide receivers are going to split to the left. It's now at four. Nye gets the snap ball, drops back, looking for a screen. Not there, taken away by Miller. Now he's going to be tackled, taken down, balls like, and it's going to take him down at the 29-yard line. So that's going to leave Shemokin on a big loss there. There's, and it's going to give it over on downs, back to Seals Grove. There's that Seals red zone defense. Again, if the stats are what they are, we'll have to have Zach work on that this week. But they've got to be among the, the top defenses in the state as a red zone defense that that's that's tremendous great job and it's just what the doctor order a big play on that fourth down play get a sack knock him down at the 30 yard line turn the ball over on downs seals grove will look to see if they kneel down here to wind out the last 30 seconds of this first half going halftime leading seven nothing as they did a week ago no nope, pastor is going to throw it gets it out to bastion short a bastion falls incomplete Bastion said he had him pleading with the official there, but not going to get the call there. It'll be 27 seconds to go here in the first half. Ball sitting at the 30-yard line in seal territory. Mark Pastor just has to throw the football. He, he's, it looks like he's trying to to dart throw it, meaning just kind of, <laughs> you know, not, stand, not stepping in, not putting his weight behind it, and that, that thing almost came out like a, like a knuckleball. So he'll stay in the shotgun formation as... Seals Grove does have three timeouts remaining on the second down and 10. Drops back, looking, going to throw a quick throw out here to Heil. Makes the catch. It's going to be hit. Gets away from the defender. Still going to the 40. Up the left sideline. So he's finally driven out as he'll get into Chmokin territory all the way down to the 44-yard line. And we'll get out of bounds to stop the clock with 16 seconds to go. They, they called. I think the Seals called a timeout on that. Rightfully so. They're gonna say it's, yeah, it's a first down pickup on Hiles. Move got away from a defender and really turned it upfield into Schmokin territory. Ball's on the 44. 16 seconds left. Got 20 seconds on the play clock. They have it at the Schmokin 44 yard line, leading 7 nothing. 16 seconds to go here in the first half. Seals Grove still has the three timeouts remaining. Wide receivers to each side. Pass door in a shotgun formation. Gonna take it. Going to throw a quick pass. Throws it to Ahmed. Steps out of bounds at the 38-yard line, 39-yard line, after the five-yard pickup for the Seals. See the difference on how we throw that football? He he stepped into it. That was a natural movement, unlike what he did two plays ago. But that's a young kid learning, Pat, right there. That's a young, young player learning. And that's what he has to do, take his natural ability and let it fly. And like you said, that's what he did on that one. It looks like he'll continue to do with 12 seconds to go here in the first half. Seals Grove would love to put points on the board and take all the momentum going into halftime. Pastor stays in the shotgun formation. Drops back, looking. Fakes it to Grove. Now he's chasing it from behind. Going to be able to get out of bounds at the 40-yard line, which is five seconds to go in the first half. Seals Grove still has their three timeouts, but... You see if they'll take one here, just talk things over. They do have three to use if they wanted to. But he tiptoes out of bounds at the 40-yard line. It's going to be a third down and long for the Seals. I, I mean, I, let's face 